You are listening to the Perihelion Podcast Network. The following podcast is presented by the Center of Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking, NPR Public Affairs, and Perihelion Creations. My name is Michael McGrady, and I am a journalist based in the United States, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Mer- Dr. Merrill Glover of the Center of Re- Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking. Uh, it's uh, a new episode of the Ralpo podcast, uh, which I'm proud to say we both co-host. And uh, Dr. Glover, uh, are you with us? Yes, I am. It's been a while. <laughs> Yes, well, been really busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, I think uh, we're still dealing with the v- various tobacco harm reduction and public health issues that are still impacting the world just like they were a year ago and a year before that and the year before that and so on and so forth. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's good to finally come together and uh, finally speak and uh, reconnect and you know bring a new episode to our loyal listeners. Um, so, Dr. Glover joined us today to discuss a brand new study. Um, it's um, about smoking prevalence among indigenous peoples around the world in uh, several uh, different places. Literally, uh, any corner of the world, she discussed it. You know, I, I'm just excited for the study. Can't wait to hear uh, what you guys have done so far, and you know what what's what's planned and and all that so thank you well as you know our focus is indigenous people around the world the whole world and smoking reducing smoking prevalence to reduce the harms the disease and premature deaths caused by cigarette smoking primarily so we've been uh, putting together this report from the time we formed in mid-2018 and just in the background collecting all of the information we could find on who are the indigenous people in the world, what do we know about their smoking prevalence. So this is the culmination of that work. Uh, We have, I think it's it's a fairly large report, but it's presented in a country fact sheet format, so very, very easy to flick through and basically get an overview of the state of smoking prevalence among all indigenous peoples in the world. So it's very little reading actually because of the fact sheet format we provide you know, the country name, where is it in the world, how large is the population and who are the indigenous people We give a little bit of history about each country because our focus on sovereignty and and countries that have been colonized, I guess our thesis was, you know, like is that process of colonization or losing your sovereignty, is that in any way a determinant of smoking, which certainly here in New Zealand, uh, you know, it's widely believed that what we went through, the indigenous people here, what we went through um, has definitely left long and ongoing scars that um, contribute to higher smoking rates. So we were really looking to see if that was replicated 
we know it's replicated for First Nations and Native Americans and other Western nations that were also colonized by the British Australia. We all have the same really high smoking rates among our indigenous peoples. But what about elsewhere? And doing this work, is, it's just been eye-opening, uh, absolutely mm-hmm. eye-opening, Michael. Uh, so, you know, um, just in preparation for this episode, you know, you, uh, you and I shared uh, the information and we discussed it. You know, you, you really do go full all in on several countries. You, you have uh, CAR, the Central African Republic on the list, Algeria, Angola, uh, Botswana, Cameroon. You know, that's just in Africa. And you go basically across the entire continent in Africa. And then, you know, in the Americas, you're also deep diving into uh, first people, uh, first indigenous groups in, you know, Greenland and uh, northern Canada and even uh, native groups in Latin America that are often overlooked in uh, tobacco harm control, uh, tobacco harm reduction and control research. So I think that what you're discussing and what you're really looking at is uh, definitely an interesting uh, focus on indigenous people in general. Uh, just uh, after reviewing uh, much of the the information that you, uh, it, it it just shows that there is um, a consistently high smoking prevalence among indigenous peoples all over the world. Is that correct? Uh, we don't know if it is consistent. I, I think probably the the most outstanding finding is about the persistent invisibility of indigenous people. They're not, they're just not recorded. I mean, many indigenous people are not officially recognized in the countries or uh, where they are. Actually, you know, some countries have a ban or legislation that prevents reporting by ethnicity so they don't even report uh, statistics for different ethnic groups so the the biggest finding is that there's just a widespread lack of information yeah and in that sense we can't yeah so we can't make those kind of general statements um you know, I think the Sami uh, having, you know, sort of visited and been trying to find information on smoking among the Sami who are across their lands, go across uh, top of Scandinavia, Norway, Finland, Sweden, and into the Russian Federation. And it would appear that their smoking rates may even be lower than their counterparts in those countries but there's just this lack of information and reporting Mm -hmm. as i was going to say and thank you for correcting me that that was very helpful on the i'm just looking at you know the readout of your final draft and it uh, says suppressing the collection or reporting of of data of indigenous peoples perpetuates invisibility that allows the neglect or abuse of their rights or to continue without internet to continue without international objection uh sorry stuttered there a little bit um but that i think that uh, speaks uh definitely highly of your uh finding there, especially as I've been uh, just reviewing uh, groups, these groups are left behind. I think that's one of the things looking right across the world, there's definitely a continuum 
in terms of this, I guess, sovereignty status. Or you know, we have we have a lot of countries that have they were colonised, especially when you look through all of the information on the countries in South America. And so what's you know, glaringly obvious is that you know, colonization or, or nations taking over another nation and occupying them for some period of time, this is a fairly normal uh, behavior in history. And it's happened to many, many countries. So uh, also you've got where one people they just they just grow they they just subsume others around them but indigenous people have been uh, persistent in hanging on to their distinct culture and beliefs and you know we're not going away right so we're just going to keep saying no we don't want to be you we're ourselves and i was fascinated to learn that there have been policies in other countries as well like I came across this term Russification and and similarly in uh, in China so colonizing nations often have a policy of assimilation that the indigenous people have to and are in fairly or sometimes really horrible ways forced to relinquish their culture, their language, their beliefs, and conform and become, you know, Chinese or Russian or, or you know, English. Definitely, there's there's a lot of progress happening, and the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People is just an incredibly important piece of your know, international. Um, Law. Yeah, and and that has that has given indigenous people uh, more recognition and something that they can use to claim and to fight against basically policies that are intended to eliminate them. So one of the things that I felt was missing where you have something like the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, and you have all of these other international United Nations, you know, agreements or treaties, such as the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. And you've got the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control, which, you know, does recognise Indigenous peoples in the wording or minority groups, we're sort of stuck in with minority groups. But... But that's where it ends, you know, and really uh, the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control needs to align with and and respect what is in the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, and this isn't happening. What I'm arguing for, because smoking is a a fairly important indicator of well-being and health, in that it is one of the largest preventable causes of disease and death in the world. You know, smoking prevalence should be an indicator that countries are recording and they need to be recording that also for the indigenous groups in those countries. And that would be the same for the World Bank, which has major databases on all countries, which we found anywhere that they are monitoring the state of nations 
they should be recording smoking prevalence. Uh, what I found most interesting is that you found uh, cigarette and the cigarette manufacturing industry to be an extractive industry, uh, similar to say an industry that just extracts. Uh, you know, traditional natural resources like uh, uh, mining and all that. But since, you know, this is an agricultural based business, but then again, uh, would you say that it's also extractive kind of in culture where, you know, it's extractive because the dominant uh, culture group or dominant societal group may be the one controlling the share of the tobacco, just like in China with the Chinese uh, national tobacco monopoly and whatnot? Yeah. The. Extractive industries, uh, you know, whether it's oil, gas, gold, uh, but it, you know, in the past it has been the slave trade, you know, trade in people, labourers, indentured labourers schemes. So it's not just indigenous people, obviously, that have been subjected to imperialist extraction, I guess if you call it that, of wealth. And certainly colonization has is all about taking over another country, another area, extracting the resources from from that country. And your resources are those natural you know, minerals, water, uh, but also labor and and what you can get out of the people. Knowledge as well. Uh, knowledge of, you know, I mean, many medicines have come from, you know, learning how indigenous people use particular plants. So <clears throat> knowledge is another wealth that is extracted. Tobacco, the mass manufactured cigarette uh, industry, which is giant and multinational, is an extract extractive industry the same. And it is all about extracting wealth. Uh, and that's you get that from people giving you money for your product and but also in governments uh, have been you know they're clipping the ticket as it goes through right so they're earning a lot of money from this as well and they are complicit in many places even countries that claim to you know be very anti-tobacco industry you'll still see that they're earning a mass amount of money from tobacco tax and where you have groups they need groups in a way that are left behind that are going to keep smoking and, and enabling them to earn that money from them and unfortunately in New Zealand Australia uh, and you can see in the report where there are very high smoking rates uh, particularly more disproportionately higher among indigenous people well that uh, equates to disproportionately higher extraction of wealth from those people as well. But um, yeah, I really hope that uh, people will have a look and you're certainly, you know, if you play True or Pursuit or any geography test, you'll, you'll learn something. And it, it really was a very interesting exercise looking around the world. I learned a lot. I wish I could speak many of the different languages and there's a lot more work to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that, that, that was a, this report uh, is a very strong report and I think um, everyone should give it a look. Um, I saw it in preparation for this uh, recording and this production of this podcast and I'm, I'm very impressed and you know, uh, 
you know, you got to thank the Dr. Glover and uh, the center and the entire staff there. So, you know, uh, definitely a multifaceted study that can really do a lot of good to inform uh, more people of the issues at hand. To learn more about the Center for Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking, please visit Chorus.com. C-O-R-E-I-S-S dot com. And this has been a production of Parahealing Creations in NPR Public Affairs.